When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for the match preview. I'm Andrew Musgrove and as per, joined by John Gibson. We had a bit of a break over the last couple of weeks with no Newcastle United game, but we did have an episode of Gibbo's Corner. I hope you tuned in to that. John revealed his top 10 Newcastle United goals and then we got you guys to reorder them. And I've had a little look at the results, John. I'm not going to tell you now because I'm right. going to write them up and we'll mention them in the next episode of Gibber's Corner. But they are very, very interesting. So thank you to everyone who listened Good. and uh, put their top 10 list together. Just before we dive in, of course, we will be previewing the Spurs game. Just a little reminder about our live event. We'll be taking the Everything is Black and White podcast on the road to the Irish, to Tyneside Irish Centre on April the 7th. That's the day before Newcastle face Wolves. Tickets are £5 and proceeds go to the NUFC Fans Food Bank. There'll be a chance to win a signed Newcastle United shirt in the raffle. There'll be a Newcastle United quiz and you'll get the chance to quiz our panel Simon Bird from the Daily Mirror joins Lee Ryder, Kieran Kelly, and our new Newcastle United editor, Aaron Stokes. I'll pop the link to the tickets in the comments. And there's a chance to win a pair of tickets as well. I'll pop that competition link into the comments. You just have to tell us against which club did Alan Shearer break Jackie Milburn's goal-scoring record. I'll take a breath now. We've done that, John. Yep. Spurs this weekend. How important is it for Newcastle to get back to winning ways? Of course, they lost the last two against Chelsea, sure. rather unluckily, and then against Everton, their own fault, really. How important yeah. is that they get back to winning ways? Well, it's very important to get back to not losing ways. I think a draw would be acceptable. We've got three home games on the bounce to follow. Crazy fixture list, isn't it? And I know it was rescheduled a lot of it, but we had four away games on the trot, and now we're going to have three home games on the trot. Uh, Very, very important because the the feel-good factor was huge. It was built up during a nine-match unbeaten run. I'm not suggesting for one second that's burst because it hasn't. Uh, But we've been frustrated by the way that the two defeats have come. Because Newcastle, make no mistake about it, should be going to Spurs still unbeaten because they were denied a penalty in a possible sending off at Chelsea, which was an absolute disgrace, none of their own making, but they didn't do well at all against Everton and got done at the death. That was a a shocking result. And yes, we've got to go get back to collecting points. And it'll be difficult, there's there's no question about that. The, possibly one of the only things that pleased us about the two matches with Chelsea and Everton was that the defence didn't start conceding again. They only let in one goal in each game, both at the death, and they've only let in one goal per game maximum since last year. So the defence is a different kettle of fish. We've got to get back to scoring because we had two clean sheets in the last two matches. We've got to get back to scoring. Well, Chris Wood is in good form on the international scale. <sighs> Obviously broke New Zealand's goal-scoring record. Yeah. I know you're going to say about the levels. and, and well, Did you watch that Northern Ca- I, North I know, Caledonia? I, I know, I know. I tell you what, Blythe would have beaten them by six. 
Um, but in terms of what it does to him, it boosts him. A goal's a goal. Getting that record's massive. I love you to hope. death and you're right, and I love him to death, and I hope that's true. The one goal he scored for Newcastle didn't seem to make much difference in the next couple of Newcastle games, did it? You'd, after he'd scored, he's he broken his duck against Newcastle. A very emotive subject to talk about, oh, Chris, because he's he's beloved by the players because he's a, a super guy. He's loved by Newcastle fans because he, he tries as much as possible and occupies central defenders. And his, his signing has coincided with a huge up turning results until the last two games so no criticism but um, one goal in ten is not good enough for a Newcastle number nine and, and fans are saying to me and I thoroughly understand and I'm not anti Chris I'm desperate for him to do well for Newcastle but fans are saying to me but as long as he occupies the two centre halves and others can cash in that's great but others aren't cashing in if you look at our goal scoring record once you've gone past taking Callum Wilson out the equation, San Maximum has got five. The next top totals of any Newcastle player is a few players on two. So we're not spreading the goals greatly. We're not scoring a lot. So you need your centre forward to score as well. So come on, Chris, let's get out the Spurs and let's notch. Dwight Gale scores two yeah, against Gulf United, and when yeah, that opposition's as good as Fiji in North Caledonia. And interestingly, I spoke to Jamal Lascelles earlier this week, and he revealed that there's a training ground leaderboard that he had. Yeah, and he's top. And Dwight Gill's top, which I saw which that. Surprised I saw me that. and surprised yeah. the other reporters. We were. I was you know, reassured because it shows he's interested, doesn't it? Yes, he's it, interested it in does. in life and yeah. in life at Newcastle United, which is good because. It must be soul-destroying. I'm not saying why he's left out regularly and never ever gets a start when Newcastle don't score goals because I'm not on the training ground. I don't see things. And I've got a great belief in Eddie Howe. So I'm not criticising it. I'm just baffled by it, Andrew. I'm baffled when Newcastle don't score goals. This guy's amount of time on the pitch is so negligible it's untrue I would I would like to see him start maybe not against Spurs but coming up the next few games give him a chance you know Chris Wood unfortunately isn't hitting the back of the net yes he's doing other things right on the pitch winning the ball in the air but again I go back to my belief and anyone that listens to this podcast will be sick of me saying I don't think the system is suited to Chris Wood it's more suited to Dwight Gale so surely you know if he's top of training he's clearly Fit, he might not be 100% match fit, which is no, a total different type not of fitness. His fault, yep. But again, he's scoring in these games. Yes, the standard's not brilliant. He's top of this leaderboard. He doesn't like to lose. He's miserable, says Jamal Lasalle. If he does lose, you know, he's clearly got that work ethic within him. He's clearly working hard. He's trying to impress. Do you think he, anyhow we'll give him a chance? He, I don't know why he hasn't. Neither did Steve Bruce before him. And there, there's something off. If you look. I mean, Dwight Gale has not started for Newcastle, a club that hasn't scored goals regularly for an age. And and this guy does score. He would run the channels better than, than Wood because he's he's more mobile than Wood. I mean, I know Supermac, who I always respect, when, especially when you're talking about number nines, because he knows what he's talking about. He would like to see him at the shoulder of Wood because he believes that he would feed off... He believes that if Wood gets any knockdowns now, no, they're, they're knocked down into no man's land and we don't cash in on them. He believes that Gale would do that. It, it's quite staggering that Gale um, 
has been shunned so much and in the middle of all that shunning gets, gets a new contract it, it, it's quite amazing but uh, there we go I mean I don't see any reason at the moment why uh, Eddie will completely reverse his original thinking and suddenly start putting Gail in from kickoff. I don't uh, it baffles me but I don't um, Spurs dangerous side got a lot of good players oh. Harry Kane suddenly finding a bit of form and They've won four of their last five. They're trying to chase down the teams above them. On their day, they've a very, very good side. Newcastle are going to have to be at the top of their game. But what you get from Eddie Howe is that he's not taking this as a free hit. He's also not showing fear. He's not going to respect them too much. He's going to be concentrating on what his side can do to beat a very good Spurs side. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And he did that at Chelsea, didn't he? He went down to Chelsea a couple of games back. They were European champions and world club champions. And the relief they had in getting the winner right, right, right on the final whistle was enormous. And they're an excellent side and more consistent than Spurs. Um, Spurs worry you because they've always got a chance. When you've got Harry Kane and Song, you're always in the game. When you've got their erratic form until the form of recent, they'll always give you a chance. So you're in with a chance, but they have... I mean, when I look at the partnership of Song and Kane, both of whom can create goals magnificently as well as score them. I mean, Kane's... He's got the biggest assist record over the last calendar, the last 12 months last season and a half, if anybody, including the, the guys at uh, Liverpool, that do so well. That's his assist record, never mind his goals. I mean, he's frightening. I don't think Kane and Song partnership is bettered at either Liverpool or Manchester City. That's how good that partner, partnership... That's how, as a partnership, theirs is the best in the Premier League at the moment, I believe. Looking at the way Harry Kane plays... Few people suggest that Chris Wood should try and tailor the game more to the way Kane plays, drop deep, bring others into play. Is that something you think Chris Wood can can work on? Eddie Howe can can look at. With the utmost respect, and you keep putting me on the spot with Wood, in and in we cannot compare Chris Wood to Harry Kane. You can't compare many people to Harry Kane when he's on pump. He went through that period where. I think he had a pet lip on because his transfer to Manchester City hadn't happened before Conte came and, and, and rejuvenated him and Spurs. Um, I mean, Harry Kane is the modern-day Alan Shearer. I, I think, you know, to, com to compare other centre-forward... I mean, Harry Kane is so good. The Man City, who can stroll it without stroll the title or have looked like it until now, uh, without a number nine since Aguero went... Try desperately to get this guy. That's how good he is. So I don't think Wood can play the Harry Kane way. I don't think he's got the range of... I mean, some of the passing of Kane when he drops deep is as good as any midfield creator you can think of. He can be as accurate and does it more often than Shelby does. That's how good he is at dropping deep. And his one-touch finishing is, is out of this mm. world. So it is very hard to compare Wood and, and ask him to play Kane's way. Not a chance. It's almost like we planned this little segue because you mentioned Shelby there and that's where we're going yes. to go next. You yeah. wrote a story over on Chronicle Live about the three Newcastle United selection decisions Eddie Howe must wrestle with for yes. Spurs. And they were around Jamal Lascelles. Around John Joe Shelby and of course Alan St. Maxim. So we'll start with John Joe first. Yep. A lot of people 
felt Newcastle missed John during the games that he was absent for. I think he will come back in against Spurs. I've actually picked uh, my midfield trio for another story on our website, and I've gone with Sean Longstaff, John Joe Shelby, and uh, Joe Linson. They're the three I've gone for. I'll explain why in a moment. But on Shelby for you, does he yeah. come back in? You've presumably left Bruno out because he's coming back yeah, from I think, South America. Yeah, I think it's an easy it's an easy pass in many ways to say, look, you've been travelling. And you know we'll we'll rest you for this one. It's a I never, rest. It's, I never it's not thought a drop. I never thought anybody would advocate that Sean Longstaff should start ahead of Bruno, regardless of any circumstances whatsoever. Do you know what? He's, he, but, I, I I get this, and it probably won't be a popular decision, and, and many people reading it might scratch their heads. But I I do think Sean Longstaff has something to offer. And when the game is a pressing game, and the, the, you want to be biting at the ankles of these players, I think Sean Longstaff can can do that. And he's not on the level of Bruno, but I think as a is a is a kind of a stopgap in many ways. He let Bruno just recover from the last week. You know, he's, he's been travelling. He's got uh, some brilliant personal news. He's going to become a dad and all that. So I think you know, you get him back in. You just have him on the bench, and then for the next game against uh, Wolves, isn't it? He'll be back and, and fit and raring to go. I think he's sick to death of being on the bench, and I think he'll want to start. And it's not up to him; it's up to Eddie Howe. Well, again, it's not up to me; it's up to Eddie Howe, isn't course, it? Of course, <laughs> and so we're second guessing. I, I would start him. Um, Providing he has a normal, he has had a normal journey back, so that you know there hasn't been anything that yeah, has held him up, yeah. and, and providing he's a hundred percent in physically, uh, I would start him with Joe Linton because I would never drop the two boys from Brazil in that midfield because I think they give us so much. And at the moment, although not necessarily long term, I would start Shelby ahead of Willock. And so my midfield would be the two Brazilians and Shelby. But yes, I would put Shelby back in. Um, he has been uh, invigorated under a new manager. He's the sort of guy that reacts to an arm round the shoulder and a, and a kiss and a cuddle. And um, how is terrific at making players, individuals, feel absolutely part of the setup. I mean, a lot of quotes from Lascelles, as you know, this week, cause been about... You know, he would run through a brick wall when he's not in the team. I mean, you know, in fairness to, in with respect to Jamal, in the old days, if he hadn't got back in after injury, he would have been tripping over well, his pet lip. I got to say, it was a refreshing chat with Lascelles. He was very honest, and and a lot of the things he said, I think Newcastle United fans will will applaud that honesty. And we asked him about not being in the team because really this is the first time in a long while that he's not had a run of games starting. And he said, you know, he just wants the team to climb up the table. And like you mentioned there, the quotes about running through brick walls for Eddie Howe and his teammates. And he was talking about how the, the players have brought in, the leadership makes his job easier, his, his, his captain. And, and interestingly, I think the quote many players, uh, many fans and readers would have picked out was the fact that he said at times he struggled uh, to unite the dressing room in previous seasons gone by, which is which is quite interesting. And, and one of the leaders that have been brought in is, is and is keeping themselves out the out the side is Dan Byrne. Um, but really interesting to see him talk about that leadership. And we we we've spoken about it previously on on these episodes, John. The January transfer business was was excellent. Well, yeah, because we brought in leaders. I mean, we didn't have leaders apart from Lascelles, and we felt in the end with Lascelles, this is prior to January, that his form was suffering so much as it happened in a very leaky back four or back five that he didn't have time to lead. He was concerned about his own game. But what a leader Trippier is, what a leader Byrne is, Target does that sort of thing. Bruno's a leader in a totally different 
way. He's a leader by setting an example. So that suddenly the dressing room's full of leaders, and that is that is good. But yes, I'd play Shelby down there, and yes, it's going to be your next question. And yes, I would start Sam Maximan. Well, I'm going to get to Maximan in a moment. I'm going to talk about that defence. Is it uh, who starts it right back? Is it Manquil or is it Craft uh, who was caught doing a little Maradona? In his last game for Sweden, <laughs> lots of fans enjoyed that one. Yeah, they always do. Although I'm not certain if you want your right back to try to be Maradona. Well, actually, he yes. did. He got megged in the in the, in the build up of that Maradona. But many yeah. people have just chopped them first four seconds off the video, and we'll just concentrate on the yeah. nice bit of yeah. going for. Yeah. But, but why not? I mean, to be truthful, neither of them is trippier, and you can flick a coin. In the past, I would have always started Manquillo ahead of Clough, but I think when he's come in recently. He's done not all badly in an honest sort of way because there's only certain things that you want of him because you don't want him to be too much of a Maradona or or whatever because he's not a ball player. Um, so I wouldn't mind who started. I would probably just start Kraft, but I wouldn't mind who started between the two. I think Manquillo's underrated and doesn't let Newcastle down and is perhaps got the edge going forward. In terms of the the bat line, is it a back four for you? And we keep yes, Dan abso- absolutely, share? absolutely. The five is for very special occasions, and I know that you might want to go not you, but some people might want to go five to cut down the space on Song and Kane, and it would put Lascelles in the team. Lascelles might yet get in for Shaw, depending on Shaw's fitness. But for me, I'd go with a flat four which allows you to have more bodies in midfield and go with two wide men in a, a, a through the middle attacker. So I would go with a four with Kraft, obviously Shaw fit and uh, and Burn and Target. In terms of then to the big name, Hans at maximum, yeah. had his critics, but he's been working hard. He was over there uh, with, with the gang in Dubai. He posted pictures of him you know, in training, on the treadmill, on the, on the bike. He's clearly aware of what people have been saying and I think a large part of it has been justified in terms of he hasn't been at the stand we expect him but there has been reasons for that. He's clearly not fully fit. We have to hope that this break has got him up to that fitness and we yeah. we, we spoke there earlier, John, about fitness and match fitness. It's mm. two very two different, different things, things, isn't it? Uh, isn't it funny, the, the world of football, Andrew, is, it's a funny old world, isn't it? I mean, it's only X amount of time ago that he was virgin on being a genius uh, at Newcastle. He was virgin on being the only hope we had was San Maximum taking on half a team on his own and sticking the ball in the back of the net. And he was doing social media and he was the darling of everybody. All of a sudden now he doesn't track back and his work rate's not good enough. And I'm not saying all of that isn't true. What I'm saying is, doesn't the penny change when you flip it up in the air? fickle, isn't it? But totally, is, totally. In many ways, could some argue that that's now, because we're seeing the standard that Eddie Howe expects, I guess his fans and you might come back at me and say, as you have previously, well, you've got, you've just got to, you've just got to let that be. You know, he will do the things going forward. Well, you either accept or you don't. Yeah. And, and it's the same situation because if he's out, you start either Almiron or Murphy, who on sheer ability couldn't lace his boots, but will work a lot harder, especially going backwards, than, than San Maximum will. So it's always the way it's been. It's not as if you've signed a new player to play out wide. It's Fraser on one side and Murphy or Almiron on the other, all of whom have been there the same, almost the same length of time as San Maximum. And you flip a coin. 
if we boil it down to simple logic, you can make a case out for saying Newcastle United are still short of goals. There's absolutely no question about that. Haven't scored in the last two games. Okay, Chelsea was Chelsea, but they didn't score against Everton, which was a bit of a shock, a bit of a downer. Um, Haven't scored in the last two games. Their top goal scorer is out injured, Wilson. So surely, if you're looking for goals, your second top goal scorer who's got two and a half times as many goals as anybody else in the team, Sam Maximum's got five, there's a, a bevy of people on two next, Would you would start because on the law of, this is if, you, if you're taking the law of averages, because he might score more often than somebody else will. Would you be tempted to start him up top as the, the, the main forward man? He won't do that because he won't drop wood. But um, you mean it would shoulder or um, no? No, just you, you you put one on the bench well, and before, you leave before the wood. Of course, when Wilson was injured, he did that a couple of times, didn't he? He played him through the middle as a top man, like a false nine. Uh, I don't think he'll do that. <sighs> That's not a great position to start some maximum in because you're just moving the problems and the pluses from one area of the pitch wide to the centre to the other side wide. Uh, so there isn't a, a great way of doing it. You either bite the bullet or you don't. And the more this goes on, I mean, some maximum who's adored by the hierarchy at Newcastle United, I'm not suggesting for one minute you've got to... Um, you know, you've got to bow to them or, or, or whatever, Eddie Howe, and he certainly wouldn't, but no, neither should he. But the the big-name guys that uh, love him, the big ex-footballers from all over the country, Newcastle play, they're sitting in the television studios, oh, did you see that one as San Maximum? They don't talk about them tracking back, they talk about that one. Yeah, they bite the bullet or you don't. He hasn't started since February. Uh, Newcastle have lost two on the trot if we play the team we've played the starting team we've played in the last couple of games we might go down and lose 1-0 again if we, if we start him we might lose 3-0 because we're working back but we might win 2-1 you take your chance you roll but the dice you can't leave him Eddie's not going to leave him out he's starting line up for the rest of the season no I think, and I think there's no question about how that how I said previously I think it was either after the Chelsea after the Everton game he laid the challenge down and said improve your match fitness that's what you need sure. to do to get back on this side and, and that's what the last fortnight should yeah. have been about it's a and, and presumably has and he's lived with Newcastle United 24 hours a day uh, over the last fortnight uh, I don't pay too much attention to the friendly against Stephen Taylor's boys, uh, because it's the quality of the opposition. Yeah. You will score five and send maximum. But a goal, well, a double is a double, isn't it? And he, he definitely. I, I think his ego doesn't need two goals in the Gulf no. to, to boost it. Um, I think he is a player that likes to react to criticism, though, and I, I'm hoping that the, the criticism course. that he has got over the last couple of weeks it gives him a kick up the backside, and he's going. Do you know what? I'm I'm, I'm ready to prove myself now. And of course, you know he's going to because if he goes out with the right attitude. The He's right attitude and determination. There's nobody better in this current Newcastle side. When when he's mentally on blob, that's as important, Andrew. He hasn't been match fit, but mentally sharp with him 
is as important. Yeah, it's a key asset, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So you'd start him on one flag. I would. And I'd sh- Ryan Fraser, Fraser on the other. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yes, the little the little lad has uh, justified himself in... He's been in brilliant, hasn't he? 2022, he's, he's looked excellent, where last season the hair I've got left I was pulling out. Uh, mainly because his attitude, talking of attitude with San Maximo, I didn't think his body language and attitude was good last season. I think it's absolutely terrific this season. No, 100%. And again, like you say, it's, it's down to, to Eddie Howe, isn't it? And Lascelles mentioned that in his interview. Like you say, we, he'd run through a brick wall from like they, 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 they introduced all the coaching staff, so they got to know them. The coaching staff got to know all the players, to know when the kids' birthdays but, are. Yeah, yeah. It's small so, stuff, but it's, it's so important because yeah. it impresses people. And if you get into family situations, I always remember Jack Hickson, the guy that produced so many uh, great footballers for this country, for every club you can think of, and the, the biggest of all, of course, was Alan Shearer. He knew every player that he'd ever got, including the ones that went off to, say, the Shrewsbury's or whatever and didn't make their big time like Shearer, but he sent them a birthday card every year on their birthday and asked after the family and knew the kids and everything. And that little touch made Jack Hickson unique in football and loved by all the players around and this is what how does attention to detail it may appear to be small fry but the small things are what makes the big things it matters doesn't it and he's, oh, a, he's very. big up on camaraderie and team very. spirit and Lascelles mentioned mentioned that as well about you know how, how important that is and the players went into training this week with a bounce in the step because they'd been hanging out so much in Dubai mm. and mm. That, that 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 is a massive asset well, isn't it yeah I mean and, and he takes people like um like Wilson and Trippier yeah. who are well unfit he takes people like Kieran Clark um and Hayden who aren't even in the 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 Premier League squad that's class because not only are you showing those two guys respect, and by the way, both have been terrific servants to Newcastle United, Clark and Hayden. Uh, not only are you showing them respect, not but you're showing the world and you're showing other people that might be coming here, hey, this club cares and this club will look after us and will put a protective arm around us. Small points, major reaction. Yeah, definitely. And we've seen it in... The results now. One person who had to withdraw from their international squad earlier this week was Martin Dubravka. So yep. we'll have to see whether he will be fit enough to play yep. against Spurs. He, he withdrew due to illness. Um, I mean, you would assume if not, it'll be Cordaro that comes in. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's all. Gillespie hasn't got near the Premier League side. Uh, Woodman's away, although he's not playing for Bournemouth. He's sitting on the bench every game, so that's been a disaster for the lad, that loan thing. But anyway, you can't get him back and you wouldn't get him back, so it would be called all uh, That would be a problem for Spurs that I wouldn't like to see. Would it be a problem um, for Dubravka? There's a lot of talk about his future. Yep. And who Newcastle are going to sign in the summer, new goalkeeper potentially. Is this a big few months for Martin Dubravka? I think it's a big few months for most people because a lot of players that are now on Newcastle United's book, senior players, either in the team or in the squad, will not be here next season. Or if they are, 
will be reduced from being automatic starts to sitting on the bench. It's a big, big... I mean... <laughs> All things being equal, you could see another goalkeeper coming in, challenging Dubrovka for the for the number one spot, uh, want to sit on the bench and Darlo to be um, sold in the summer. I think that will be a change that will happen. So it is big for Dubrovka, um, but it's big for Darlo if he gets in. Um, Yes, Dubrovka's taken a couple of knocks because his command of his six-yard box has not always been decisive, etc., etc., but every mistake a goalkeeper makes is magnified because it ends up by being a goal of virtually a terrible miss. Um, so, yes, and I wouldn't like to go to Spurs particularly without Dubrovka and Dolo thrust in for the one game and he's going to come out again. It would That would be... Newcastle have got can double up in a lot of positions and they've shown it it, it right back while Trippier's been out etc uh, etc et they, they can double up but they can't double up too well at goalkeeper Just before I ask you then about your score prediction for this weekend just a reminder to please like and follow the podcast through your podcast provider it's totally free to do just means with every new episode you'll get a notification to say it's there to be downloaded or listened to and please leave us a rating and review through your podcast provider. It just means we can get this shows out to a wider audience. Um, I was going to ask you about your score prediction. I will do. Just in a sentence, give me your reaction to the fact Isaac Hayden has been fined £19,000 for his comments after the Chelsea game by the FA. I'll just refresh people's memories. He said it along the lines of, uh, you know, a tough result against 12 men. Um, he that's pretty much all he said. I think the hint was that maybe, and this is just me saying it, Isaac Hayden hasn't come out and clarified, so just me, I will point out. He was maybe hinting at the fact there was help from um, officials off the pitch, and that's the way the FA seemed to have deemed it, I think. Oh, yeah, he was having a dip at the referee, wasn't he? And, and, and VAR, who back up the referee, and he was absolutely correct. Unfortunately, when you're a player, you're not allowed to say it because the... Um, the FA can't, or the Premier League, they can't have a dip at me. Or he you. could have been mean in the crowd. But uh, yes, but I don't think he was, and I don't think he would. He would pretend if I had been asked further. Um, no, I think he was absolutely correct. But this, but he knew what he was doing, and he knew what was coming his way. Fine, but um, his wages are half decent. He can afford the fine, <laughs> and he wanted to make his point, and he's done that. And good, good on him because he was being truthful. What happened at Chelsea was an absolute, total and utter disgrace. Outside of Newcastle's hands, what happened at Everton was an absolute, utter disgrace, totally in Newcastle's hands. I think VAR itself has an absolute disgrace at the moment and it needs to be fixed across the league. But that's another point for another yeah. episode. How is Newcastle's game at Spurs going to end, John? There we go, there we go. Well, if I think about Song and Kane, I'm terrified. But if I think about the... Um, Spurs defence, I think they give us a chance and my hope comes surging back. Uh, so it could be anything. It could We could lose 3-0. They're could very up and down, aren't they? I know they've won yes, they the have, last five. Totally up and down. You never, never know quite, and this includes Conte, what he's going to get from his Spurs side. You just don't know until the match is underway. I'm not... People laugh, you know, I'm going to go for a draw. People laugh when you say a draw and say, oh, you're sitting on the fence. No, you're not sitting on the fence. 
there's three results, win, lose, or draw. And you're, you're telling people what your result you, and I, you would expect. And I tell you what, I'm going to go for a draw. And if we get it, I'm going to be absolutely delighted, mine, because I think it's a good result. It is a good result. It'd be a valuable point. Unfortunately, I am going to go for a defeat. I just think... I can understand that totally. Kane and Son are, are gelling if you, again. If you talk about them two, it's it's frightening. You don't, and, and if you talk about... How about this? You talk about Kane and Song, and then you say Shaw's out injured, and you say Dubravka's out injured. Now, I would, might have second thoughts saying go for a, a Spurs win. <laughs> I'll, I'll, but I'll I'm going to stick with the door. I'll give you a call after Eddie Howe's press conference, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll edit it in. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for a defeat. I'm just hoping that someone like Alan St. Maxman can prove yes. my prediction wrong, and he can be. You mentioned there the hope you have against a Spurs defence, which isn't strong all the time, it is vulnerable at points. He's the kind of player that you know can take advantage and fingers crossed, as we've said. If we can get through this match with a point or with a good display and losing only by a single goal, with three matches to come at home, Wolves, Leicester and Palace. Palace, you've got a real chance for points there. So, you know, that would be excellent. It's funny, isn't it? A month ago, if we recorded this episode, we would have been looking at the Wolves game more in fear than this one. But they've, they've, they've turned the form around and we'll talk yeah. about that next week. But it's, yeah. it is going to be an interesting few weeks. And them three home games, I think two of them are already sold out and one's very nearly. So in front of a, a full Newcastle, a full St. James's Park, it's going to be brilliant. But as we said, Newcastle down at Spurs this Sunday. We'll be covering the game live on chroniclelive.co.uk. We'll have Eddie Howe's press conference on Friday. We've got lots of great content on the website. Jamal Lascelles, Joe Linson has been speaking, and we'll have Sir John Hall on Saturday. So plenty of good content going up. Head over to that. Please remember to like and follow the podcast. It's been a pleasure as always, and enjoy the rest of your week. Cheers. <laughs>